Hello, and welcome to Grace Unscripted, where we share stories of the people in and around Grace Church without any script, just real, raw stories of life change through Jesus. I am your host, Audrey Wallace, and in today's episode, we talk to Eric Miller. Now, Eric shares that it would have taken a stick of dynamite to get him to leave Maryland, and he specifically didn't want to live in Ohio, but he's here living with us today. And one of my favorite things about unscripted stories is when kind of the beginning turns out to be like the end, and we're going to see that here in Eric's story today. All right. Welcome, Eric. Thanks for being here. Hello. Thank you. Thanks <laughs> so, for having me. Uh, you usually are on my side of the chair. <laughs> yes. And so now I feel this is fun for you, to hopefully fun for you, that we get to interview you because you host your own podcast. It is. I feel like I should be doing the like, hello and welcome to the Momentum <laughs> Ministry Partners podcast right now. Yeah. I just did this with Joe recently, uh, and we had Joe Caruso mm-hmm. on who's obviously the host of the Mixed Messages podcast, Mm -hmm. and he was the guest Uh, on the Momentum podcast. So we're just all mixing it up. All over the place. Playing change change roles. Love it. The podcast world is so fun. So glad that you're here. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Now, for our audience, I want to just recommend that whether you listen to this first or second, his wife, Bethany, has uh, two episodes, actually, with her story as well. So just want to kind of call that out at the beginning. So when you see Eric Miller, yes, that is... (laughs) Related to Bethany yeah. by marriage. so I told her I was just going to come correct all the things that she misspoke. <laughs> well, so. We're off to a great start here. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. She did a great job. Yeah. But no, really, I think yeah. about you have your own story. And in her story, you didn't even come up until episode two, minute 17. Yep. So, yep. so there's plenty of life in Eric's world that sure. was not covered in hers. So I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing that from yeah. you. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've we've met a few times, but really, um, when I think about you, I think about, you know, you've recently been transplanted here in Ohio. So let's back it up, back For up sure. the, the airplane and see where your origin comes from. So, yeah. um, you know, where did you grow up and what was your home life like as a kid? Yeah, that's uh, super good. Uh, I grew up in Winona Lake, Indiana. Uh, which a lot of people know as where Grace College is, uh, the main campus out in Indiana. So Mm -hmm. uh, I was kind of born and raised in uh, a a Grace Church. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's my roots. Uh, If you're familiar with the wider network of Grace Church, the Caris Fellowship, Mm -hmm. or formerly Grace Brethren Fellowship of Churches, uh, it's kind of all the same thing and gone through rebrands. But uh, that's my roots, and okay. my grandparents uh, literally volunteered for what is now Momentum Ministry Partners. It, our organization used to be called CE National. Oh my uh, so I can remember when I was in middle school, my grandparents liked volunteering and prepping mailers to go out and things wow. like that. I mean, just we've just been around and connected. Uh-huh. Um, I, as a, a 10th grade student, I got cut from the baseball team. Mm. Uh, I like to say I was uh, convinced in high school I was going to be a professional baseball player. Uh, I knew as a, a 10th grade student I was going to be the third baseman for the Chicago Cubs. Whoa, there not, is not vision. because Just to be clear, not because I was that good, but because they were that bad. So. <laughs> um, I, yeah, my, my uh, baseball coach cut me. And I was heartbroken. I was devastated. Uh, The JV coach uh, who went to our church, Uh uh, who was investing in me and loved my story and 
who I was as a, a believer, uh, and the varsity coach did not like Christian students. So really, like there just, was like that was a for thing. sure. Okay, for sure. Um, so there was that was just was weird, and yeah, I remember going to my the JV coach, and he said, uh, "There's this thing called." Uh, was Operation Barnabas, now it's Momentum Travel Teams. And he goes, you should go on it this summer. And uh, I talked to my youth pastor, and he was like, yeah, it'd be a great opportunity. So I went on that. Uh, instead of swinging bats and throwing instead balls. Instead of playing baseball, yeah. You did something a little maybe more so purposeful. So I spent several weeks in Florida traveling around to a bunch of churches and learning about ministry. And it was literally that summer that God uh, used that to call me into full-time ministry. So from 10th grade, I went from wanting to be a pro baseball player to uh, be wanting to be a youth pastor. Wow. Um, and that was kind of the track that I ran on then the rest of the way through high school. I mm-hmm. uh, ended up going to Grace College. Um, there's probably about four different graduating years that all think that I was part of their class what? just because I was like a, the townie and I was always around. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of the Grace College students went to my church. Mm-hmm. And so I knew a lot of different graduating years and was connected and I'm very extroverted, had a lot mm-hmm. of friends through the, through college years and, uh, double majored in youth ministry and then in Bible, uh, with a communication minor mm. and ended up interning with my youth pastor. He left right before my senior year of high school to move to go to a church in Maryland. Um, okay. and so I had to do for my youth ministry major, I had to do an internship, uh, with the youth ministry. So I called him up and I said, hey, can I come intern with you mm-hmm. at the church in Maryland? So I followed him out there, uh, came back for my senior year, never thought I would return. And about a month, maybe less than a month before I graduated Grace College in uh, 2004, the church called out in Frederick and said, hey, uh, Jason is leaving, uh, the youth pastor there. He was leaving. His dad's health was failing. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm moving back to Florida to be a little closer to my family and Uh, take care of my dad. And so I came back and took over as the youth pastor. The only person I really knew was leaving. So I moved, (laughs) moved to Maryland all by myself and and this Started is the same being pastor, a youth pastor that recommended Barnabas. Yep. Momentum travel team. Okay. Yeah. That same guy. Wow. What an yeah. integral part of your story. He Isn't that was. crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And that and now I, you know, fast forward all these years later, you jump forward now. I'm the executive director of ministry and get to oversee momentum travel teams and youth conference and Grandpa would be so proud. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah. No, actually, really, is your are your grandparents alive? They're not. Okay. Were yeah. they any part of this? How? What was no, their interaction? No, they they history? both passed away um, when I was still a youth pastor. Yeah. Okay. Shortly after, uh, shortly after, uh, Bethany and I got married. Actually. Okay. Yeah. So they at least yeah. saw the travel team and yep. the journey toward yeah being for sure. Pastor. Yeah. So. Yeah, my wife and I, Bethany, got married on. We share the same anniversary with my grandparents. That is beautiful. Uh, and they they uh, were married for sixty six years. Oh my gosh! Uh, and so we actually got married on. Actually, I think they died right uh, after their sixty sixth anniversary, and then we got married that following year. So we're we're kind of joke that we've picked up on their legacy. Yeah. And picked up their anniversaries yeah. going forward. And you say, I'm sorry, this is not about you, but I'm just curious. You said they died. Like, did, they was died it one of those like, like, weeks of each like a Nicholas Sparks book? Oh, 100%. Oh my, 100%. Uh, my grandpa told told us that it was his last 
how did he say that? It was his last job or task from the Lord to see grandma through to the other side. Come and on. he literally like was holding on. We're like, grandpa, you're like 90, like just, just, just go be with Jesus. And he was like, no, I can't. I have to see grandma through to the other side. And then oh she gosh. passed away and he ended up dying like a week or two later. Oh my it was gosh. wild. Yeah. Wow. But I, amazing. Like, uh, yeah. I totally look up to them and I'll put yeah. them on my list of people to look up in heaven because yes. there's a story there that I'd love to hear for too. Sure. Wow. For sure. Cool. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you had a pretty meaningful, intentional family, intentional upbringing, but was, is, are you like, you know, womb, womb believer? Like what is, the, what's yeah. that? Like, was there a, your yeah. own personal acceptance of Jesus yeah. within all of that? So I actually have uh, a wild like family. I, I, I sometimes say I have like the tale of two upbringings or the tale of two dads in a sense. Like hmm. uh, I, my, my parents served on the youth leadership team at their church uh, when they first got married and first had me, a uh, very small church in the, kind of the middle of nowhere, Indiana. Um, and then my dad and my grandpa actually owned a construction company together. Mm-hmm. Uh, when my grandpa retired, my dad took the company over on the very short version of all this is mm-hmm. uh, my dad actually got involved with some guys that he had hired uh, and he started hanging out after work and mm-hmm. drinking and uh, it was an outlet I think for stress mm-hmm. and all kinds of things. And Owning so, a construction company is no joke. It's tough. Yeah. yeah custom home building mm-hmm. and you know the I think the economy was crazy mm-hmm. at the time and you know it's hard to keep building houses and keep mm-hmm. people employed and yeah um, so the, the, again, the, I'm trying to nutshell some of this mm-hmm. for sake of time, but, um, my dad became a, a alcoholic and, mm. uh, I remember as, uh, maybe six, seven, eight year old, uh, my mom, you know, coming in and waking me up at night and I'm going to go look for your dad. Uh, I need you to look after your sister wow. who was a newborn, um, and wow. an infant. And, you know, I remember there were even times where we'd go look for my dad, you know, wow. at, at the bars to bring him home or whatever. Um, and then, you know, you kind of, we, that was a lot of my upbringing as a elementary school mm-hmm. child, kind of off and on him fighting that and battling through that. And, uh, I went to vacation Bible school, mm. uh, as a first grader. And that was where I, I probably for the first time prayed to receive Christ, uh, vacation Bible school in mm-hmm. Wendell Lake. And, uh, but it wasn't until middle school. So uh, that was kind of my dad's story. Uh, their promise keepers was like a big deal at the time. Okay. Uh, what I didn't know, his best friend was, <laughs> his best friend had been like working on him and inviting mm-hmm. him to come back to church and, you know, like poking all his buttons and, hey, Randy, you got to get involved. And uh, and I went to, to church probably in sixth or seventh grade. Uh, with a friend. I think I stayed the night with him and ended up going to church okay. with him. Uh, we had not been involved in church wow. most of that time. And uh, my buddy was like, hey, have you heard of this band, DC Talk? They're really yes. good. Yes. <laughs> Jesus so, Freak. Yeah. So I was like all about it. I was like, there was this one song where they talked about Proverbs 31. Mm. And uh, I like, I was like, I wonder what Proverbs 31 says. So I like looked it up, mm-hmm. right? My my like as a sixth grader in my precious moments Bible, like right, like I have no idea what this talks about. Uh, so I I find this verse, and I just started reading like verse 
three and four talks about King uh, Lemuel and uh, he shouldn't desire to drink beer and he shouldn't oh. crave to get drunk. And I'll, I'll never forget, Whoa. Audrey, like going to my dad. I took my Bible to my dad. Wow. And I, I like didn't, I genuinely don't think I understood like what I was like, wow, the Bible talks about getting drunk yeah. and drinking beer. And so I took this, my Bible to my dad and he's sitting at his desk in his office at home. And I said, dad, what does this verse mean? Like, Whoa. I'm just curious. Uh, and he just started crying oh my and he goes, it means uh, I'm the king of our family and I'm the ruler of this house and I shouldn't desire to drink beer or get drunk. A- Man. And God used that in that moment. Now, again, I didn't know his best friend had been working yeah. on it too, but God used all of that to kind of lead my dad back to him. Uh, and so from middle school on, we started going back to church. We mm. started getting plugged in. Uh, I started getting discipled as a, a middle school student. There was a, a guy by the name of Matt who uh, was several years ahead of me. He was a high schooler. I was eighth grade he's you know discipling me and mm-hmm. investing in me he worked at burger king i remember like we read the book max lucado uh he chose mm-hmm. the nails at burger king like after work with you know he'd take me over there from school and oh my gosh. Uh, i remember like bawling at burger king where like i realized that god died sent wow. his son to die for me wow. and so i kind of rededicated my life to christ as a middle schooler and through high school tried to live on mission for the lord and yeah. Well, well, thank God for <laughs> best friends, for VBS, yeah. for sleepovers, for DC Talk. Exactly. <laughs> and for I was Proverbs a big 31. DC Talk fan. Yeah. 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 I mean, was a big DC Talk fan. Well, and I, mean, I still am. Yeah. Let's be honest. Do they still yeah. make music? We yeah. need to look this up. I think they do. Toby Mac's still doing stuff. Yeah. Kevin <gasps> Tate is still the lead singer for. He's now with Newsboys, though. That's Toby Max, the man. It's just crazy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, in the in the show notes, so I want you to link your favorite. There you go. I can, I can talk music all day long. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so that is powerful. The use mm-hmm. that God does through his body, through the, you know, the friend that you didn't know that was happening, yep. the friend didn't know what was stirring in your life, but yep. God knew all of that. Yeah. And the fact that your father said that means that I am the the leader of this household and sounds, I'm sure, like you said, nutshell version, but yeah. like took up his mat and walked yep. and lived a new life. Yeah. We went to Promise Keepers rallies together. He took me, like I remember, it was probably early high school, we went to like the Million Man March on in DC mm. and like little did I know years later I'd be living there and mm-hmm. it was just crazy like to see uh, like now my dad's one of my closest friends mm-hmm. like I tell him just about everything there is to, mm. it it it's just so cool mm. yeah it's just really mm-hmm. cool to to get to like I can identify I've even seen in my own ministry uh, I guess if I'm like looking back. Uh, I can see how God used that where I can identify and relate with people that they're like, yeah, I had an alcoholic upbringing Uh, and people that are like, I grew up in the church. And I'm like, I can kind of connect to both of Mm -hmm. those worlds. Like I get it. I see. That's why you're saying like you had a a life of two very dramatically different dads, but the consistent dad, your eternal, your heavenly father was there the whole time orchestrating it all and, and doing his work. That's amazing. One, it it tells me the story of why your work now is so meaningful. So you said that you had moved out to Maryland and, you know, in the D.C. area and as a youth pastor. um, But now you've mentioned, spoiler alert, you're the the head of Momentum Ministry Partners. So talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. that transition, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jeff Bogue and I had played this game for a little while, and I tease him about this now, but... 
um, I, I ran a student-led ministry, and we took students to Momentum Youth Conference, and I sent students on what's now called Momentum Travel Teams, and uh, we did the urban centers and all that stuff. So uh, as a youth pastor, every year my students would, I'd ask them, who do you want to be our like winter retreat speaker? And almost without fail, every year they'd be like, we want Jeff Bogue. <laughs> we love hearing him at youth conference. Oh. He's our favorite speaker. Uh, so Jeff was always at the top of the list. And uh, I'd always call him or text him or email and like, hey, Jeff, do you want to come be our, mm-hmm. our winter retreat speaker? And he'd be like, no, I'm, <laughs> I really only speak at Momentum now. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. Just had to ask so yep. I could tell my students that I did. And then, then there were a couple of times where he's like, hey, uh, Eric, I'm looking for a youth pastor. Yep. Are you interested in... Uh, the one year, actually, I, I teased Todd about this, but uh, the one year I led as a youth pastor, I'd led uh, Momentum Travel Teams with Todd Shoemaker. Oh. And Todd was a senior at Grace College. He was just getting ready to graduate. Yeah. And Jeff had called and he goes, hey, uh, you know, Brad Deeds Creek's going to transition from being our youth pastor into family ministry role. I'm looking for a youth guy. Are you interested? I'd love to work with you. And I said, no, I don't want to live in Ohio. Uh, <laughs> God has a funny sense of humor. Yes. Uh, but I said, you should talk to Todd. Wow. Todd is graduating from Grace College with the youth ministry degree. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. He's a great leader. Uh, and so I kind of helped orchestrate some of that. And, That's awesome. Uh, it's just fun like being able to work those connections. Uh, and then there were a couple other times Jeff yeah. would be like, hey, I'm looking for a campus pastor. Like, is there any way we can work together? And uh, so in January of 2020, when Jeff had got voted in by mm-hmm. the C National Now Momentum uh, board, he called and he, I think he even said, first thing when I answer the phone, he goes, uh, yes, I am going to offer you a job, but just listen. <laughs> so, Such a way with yeah. the words and influence the man has. It's just been fun. Uh, and like, I have family that uh, lives in Norton. So like hmm. my dad's uh, second cousins okay. like live in Norton. So like there were times we'd come over here for family vacation and go swimming and do Fourth of July, and we go to church. So I'd, I've known Jeff since like he was the youth pastor at at Norton under Bob Combs. And did your family go to the we, Grace? Yeah, Norton? they they still do. Oh, wow. Yeah, Wayne and Penny Miller. They still oh, go man. to the Norton campus and. Um, so we have like just connections all along the Tethered. way. Like, yeah, there's yeah. all kinds of threads. I, yeah, I did my master's degree through Moody Bible, uh, and Grace Church had a partnership with Moody back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeff was like my uh, mentor for one of my cl- leadership classes, mm-hmm. and so he read a bunch of my papers and coached me and did some calls along the way. Like there's just yeah, and even at youth conference, there's just different times where our lives have synced up and so he said you know if i'm gonna run and be the president of uh of momentum but yet you know still be the lead pastor of grace church like i need somebody i know and can trust and uh want to do this with so yeah we prayed about it and i think it it, the timing of all of that was kind of right uh the phrase i always used was it would take a stick of dynamite to get me out of maryland Mm. um and god kind of allowed some things to blow up out there Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh pardon listen to bethany's episode bad pun yeah exactly um yeah she shared some of that on part two i think of her episode yeah Yeah. so we moved in april of 2020 you just said um 
God's perfect timing. I don't know that anyone would ever say that about anything that happened in 2020. So I would share, agree. Share more about Mar- that. March 1 of 2020 was my first official day in this role. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of like, uh, I guess this like COVID thing is There's real. A like yeah. maybe this is going to shut down our ministry for the yeah. summer. Uh, in Feb- February of 2020, Bethany and I'd come out for a weekend uh, to meet with Jeff and talk through kind of vision. Where, where's this going to go? We prayed about it and we were like, man, this is maybe it was January. I think February I'd like let my church know like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to do this. Uh, when I told my senior pastor, he actually got excited. He goes, that's like the perfect fit for you. Yes, I agree with um, him. <laughs> so our church in Maryland, they commissioned me. They mm. sent me. Uh, they said, we're Wonderful. excited for you to have this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like a month later, we're like, I guess we can't really say goodbye to anybody. Mm. Uh, oh, in dang. like August like, of 2020, I had youth group students texting me like, where are you? Like, Aww. we haven't seen you. Like, I moved. Oh, yeah. sorry. It was wild. We couldn't hug people then. It was wild. Yeah. yeah. So we we moved out here uh, end of April and God provided like a house for us. Um, we literally sold our townhouse in Maryland to the same dollar amount that we bought a house here. Get out. And like we were the last house in, in Ohio. Like we were the last house in Medina County or Summit County. I don't remember where we live. But that the like home inspector, he's like, I'm technically not even right. allowed to be here, but I'm right. doing it just because I know you guys are coming from out Critical of state. workers like, or whatever that was called. Everything yeah. lined up. Oh, man. And then even like looking back how we kind of – redid things through COVID as an organization. Mm-hmm. We'd said, we're not going to rebrand. We're not going to redo the mm-hmm. ministries. We'll do that in like year five. Mm-hmm. And so some of the things that Jeff and I had put in place, like, well, here's the order in which we'll do it. COVID kind of forced our hand. And I can look back on that. I'm like, man, God is good. Mm. And he knew that those were things that we needed to do mm-hmm. early, earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for us to rethink all that and, mm-hmm. and, kind of re-strategize and we were able to make use of that time in a fun way. Yeah. And I joked that, you know, God's timing in 2020, just nobody could say that, but that's absolutely false because there are so many miracles like that, that were that the forced hand, the, the need need to slow down and the space and the peace. And, you know, there's a lot of chaos and a lot of sadness and a lot of hardship as well, but Mm -hmm. God was there and it's, it's so clear in your story. Yeah. And I am curious, um, what, uh, what do you do? (laughs) <laughs> we, that's such a good good question uh we joke that like when when i kind of came on board jeff gave me a blank sheet of paper and he said uh this is your job description and at the bottom in very small print was like other duties as a sign yes yeah the uh, my title is executive director of ministry so i oversee the ministry side of momentum ministry partners okay. um so the the annual national youth conference momentum youth conference uh, we're going back to Indiana Westland University this year, mm-hmm. expecting a couple thousand students to mm-hmm. show up and uh, excited about that. I get uh, to be there this year. I'm yes, you do. I know. It. I'm excited about that. <laughs> I maybe had a hand in it's, helping it's orchestra. It's like a, <laughs> yeah, well, or God, but it's like this veil. I have no idea yes. what happens there, but I'm pumped oh, to Oh, it's super good. It, so. um, and then the we do two uh, urban centers. We have an urban center in Philadelphia. And one in Los Angeles. And so I get to kind of cast vision. Those are opposite those. sides of the and country. Yeah. And you're right in the middle. So. Yep. It's perfect. Close to the airport. And yeah. then uh, 
we have what we call momentum travel teams and trying to equip students to learn to live on mission for God and go be leaders in your local church. And uh, we try and teach them the spiritual disciplines and then teach them what their spiritual gifts are and return them back to their church uh, ready to serve and take next steps mm. in their faith. It's really fun. That. So, And then we, we oversee the Momentum EDU, uh, mm-hmm. which is our partnership with Grace Church the and Grace College mm-hmm. uh, here in Akron, the, the Grace at Grace, mm-hmm. or Grace Akron program. That's so, perfect. Uh, and then there's we have what we now call Momentum Pro, uh, which is for ministry professionals. Uh, so like the Momentum podcast kind of falls under that. We do cohorts. Uh, we, Jeff and I, both as pastors, we said we want churches and pastors to be healthy. Mm. And there are all kinds of resources for you when you burn out, Oof. when you blow up your marriage okay. or your ministry. And we're like, but there's not a lot of resources for you when you're healthier to help keep you yes. there. Wow. And so for us as leaders and as an organization, mm-hmm. we really said we want to be the kind of ministry that's proactive rather than reactive. We want to help keep people there, keep them healthy, keep mm-hmm. churches healthy, uh, but also provide a track to run on and uh, put them in position where you have people that you can reach out to for ministry coaching or a, a, someone to support and encourage you or bounce mm-hmm. an idea off of or vent uh, in a safe place and where people understand. Bring things to the light the before hardship. they yes, decay exactly. in the darkness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what we do. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it's fun. That's it's all. It's like dream job. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like dream job, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and in a lot of ways, it I say this a lot. Like it feels like coming home to run the family business. Um, I I I'm a product of everything that this organization has done. Mm. Uh, I'm convinced that God's used all these ministries. I've been a part of them yes. both as a student yeah. and then as a youth pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids are still young, so I haven't experienced all that as a parent yet. But mm-hmm. like to get to to see the impact that these ministries have and now to get to kind of come in and lead the organization and help churches see the value in what this adds, the partnership that we can provide. Uh, I say like I love being able to put wind in people's sails and help them mm-hmm. uh, reach their maximum impact for what God wants to do in and mm-hmm. through the local church. I can yeah, see that. It's exciting. Well, and when you say um, coming home to the family business, so you may not have taken over the construction company. Yep. But you are building something. Exactly. You're building momentum. Yeah. But you're building a structure that not only what I love about momentum is we have the gift of of so much of it happening in the DNA of our own home church here at Grace. Yep. But you do that. You build platform structures for the entire nation's worth of churches to yes use to borrow to to activate in their own community. You're tried, tested, true, and over decades. Like I didn't know how old this organization was, yeah. but. That's brilliant. Yeah, Travel Teams is celebrating its 50th anniversary Whoa. this year, this summer. Uh, the youth conference has been around a little longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Urban Center, the first one started in 1998 wow. um, in Philadelphia. And we started the one in L.A., I believe, in 2018, I think. Mm-hmm. Not sure. But, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's crazy to think that it's been around that long. Yeah, and you've been in, at least in the periphery, kind of watching, witnessing, and now yep. you get to lead it. Yeah. I agree that like the for such a time as this, you're the person called up into that space in order to use the gifts that, guess what? God was planning that <laughs> when you were 
cut from the baseball team exactly. in 10th grade, something that felt yep. bad turned out to be so, so good. Yep. That's how he works. That's mm. how he does it. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank yeah. you for sharing your journey. Thank yeah, you for, thank you. Um, I mean, just the little miracles we can witness within it. And it just, you know, it strengthens your faith to see yeah. a, another fellow believer to, and even to hear the, like those pits, right? And yep. in that process, the six-year-old boy getting woken up at night mm-hmm. and now the relationship that you have with your father and for the sure. relatability that that gives you to so many people who are struggling and kids and yeah. all that stuff that you touch as well. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be a support to people. And so mm-hmm. if there's, a, you know, if there's anybody listening to this, you're you're like, I need somebody who understands that, reach out. I mm-hmm. would love to be an encouragement. I've mm-hmm. had people do that for me. I think that's why I've uh, lasted and survived in ministry as long as I have. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if I can spend the rest of my life doing that and being an encouragement to mm-hmm. others, man, that'd be That'd be awesome. And if anybody wants to talk about DC Talk, you can there do you that go. too. Yeah, reach out and let me know. <laughs> right. Eric, thanks so much for being here today. Thank I love hearing me. your story. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs>